All right, welcome to well, pod 000071. Um, we're on time this time, no need to apologize. And we just took, nope. we just watched the Turkey, Turkish Grand Prix of 2020, year 2021. Welcome. Big energy night for us. It was a, uh, well, I'm th- I think we're matching the, the Grand Prix, which kind of cracked. <laughs> and it was low energy. So, hmm. um, it was a kind of an early Grand Prix, too, 8 a.m. Try something, no, just, just go around the horn. Instant reaction. One or two sentences, Rob. It was early. What else? Uh, surprisingly boring. Hmm. John, instant reaction. I didn't think it was boring. It wasn't the most exciting race, but there's some stuff going on. Lewis charging through the field, the element of rain. I thought it was, the tire strategy to me was pretty cool. So I, I thought it was a good race. I, I would recommend some people watch it if they haven't. And listen to this pod beforehand. Before and watch after. Well, that's, yes. I mean, you, you can't go wrong with that suggestion. Go listen to the pod part of it. Absolutely. Um, I would say, I would also say it was an early race. I cannot debate that. It was an early race. <laughs> That's very true. Um, I thought it would be, I think this is what happened. You saw the rain and you thought it was going to be super exciting, but then it turned out being fairly uh, average. And I think that's because the rain was not a surprise and it was a constant. You know, spot so on. And probably more than two sentences. Is that are we gonna cut that down? <laughs> yeah. We'll we'll make we'll cut it, we'll edit it so it doesn't make any sense what you just said. Okay. I did the editing. Uh, and what was it two years ago when we had that really awesome race? Botas spun five or six times. Hamilton had a unexpected pit strategy. It was a good race, you know, track looked cool great elevation changes on this track some signature corners i i had super high hopes for this and i think you're right it was it was an average race so it did have it did so, have some so rob got five paragraphs and not yeah. two sentences i guess did charlie say his two i already gave you my instant reaction pretty boring i'll go with a little charlie haiku you know wet race yet again red bull with a nice points haul Max back in the lead. Was that, yeah, that's was that high five seven five? What is it? Yeah, yeah, classic five seven five. Very I nice. Like <clears throat> Very nice. Very good work. Very good work. Red Bull Short back in the point. lead. No, Red Bull with a nice points haul. Maybe I messed it up. Did I? Max, anyway, let's move on. Okay. Is <laughs> so do we have an agenda this evening? <laughs> Uh, um, we're mostly just going to expound upon our instant reactions until they get progressively longer. Yeah, <laughs> I have a topic. I, I, let's I, go I back and now do. Let's do four sentences. Uh, <laughs> God, I mean, do we no. want to let Rob do a recap or? Yeah, Robbie recaps. Hit us. Yeah, with the, hit us with do. The I don't think details. Robbie recaps. People have been asking for Robbie, and recap. then say something inflammatory about Max, and that'll really kick off the pod. All right, that's that. That that, that gets me. <laughs> can say something inflammatory about Max. Uh, Hamilton 
got pole. I'm not sure if that's the technically correct, but Hamilton qualified number one. Botas qualified number two. Mercedes looked very strong, untouchable. Max qualified number three. Uh, and I think Leclerc qualified number four. Then Hamilton took a new internal combustion engine for reliability concerns. Maybe we should talk about that strategy. That dropped him back 10 spots to 11, and everyone else got promoted one off the grid. So Botas was in the front, started number one. Verstappen started number two. And those two held their position for the entire race, and it wasn't really close. Leclerc did a very nice job. I think he he didn't stay at number three. He was passed by Perez at the end, I believe. Yes. Um, So it ended up being Botas for stopping Red Bull. Uh, The constructors' standing stayed the same. Max went from a two-point deficit in the Drivers' Championship to, I think, Six point or seven point lead in the drivers championship, still very close. Six Hamilton had a little bit of a comeback. He started 11th, as I said, and drove back up to third at one point, but then had to pit. And he was kind of mad about it and ended up finishing fifth. Good race for Ferrari. Signs looked super racy. McLaren had a race to forget. Alonzo was screwed by Gasly. Uh, you know, I think that this shows, this race shows that Mercedes has a better driver duo than Red Bull. And I, I blame Marco for that. I think that he is a very unlikable guy, and a lot of drivers don't want to be near him. There we go. That was it. There's the Red Bull. Well, out. I mean, if Perez is the best you can get, Botas. Did his job as a teammate. He started one. Get. He held. And where did uh, Ricciardo finish one. yesterday? Or two days ago? He finished, he finished in uh, 13th out of the pile. Yeah. yeah. If, and that's the best if, you can get? If you were watching the timing screens at the end, he clearly had a puncture on the last two laps or something. He was. <laughs> but he, he, was, he was not a. So let's go back to the beginning. Signs was carving up losers all the way at the beginning. He Ricardo had a great day. Ricardo I already covered this. Anybody. I already covered this. Asked and answered. I already had said a Ferrari had so a great weekend. But you made a comment that he had a puncture in the last two laps, but he was bad at the beginning of the race, too. Yeah, so Rob is full of his usual hot air. Let's dive <laughs> into the main topic. Let's talk, well, maybe we'll also toss it right back to Rob. Tire strategy. I think, um, how, let's go to Andrew. Andrew, how did you, fit, how did you feel about Leclerc's and Ferrari's tire strategy of attempting the long run for, for Ferrari, it seemed like a no brainer. And then we can get to yeah. Mercedes. I like, I, I mean, I always like when Ferrari kind of has to do things like that is, you know, take a little bit of a gamble. So when I see them actually, you know, I feel like in years past, they would have been the first to pit for some stupid reason. They're thinking they're clever and <laughs> it doesn't work. So I was, I'm happy to see when they try to uh, keep them out there for a little bit longer. So yeah, I thought it worked out well. It could have worked out really well for anybody. You know, their track could have dried up, and then they would have all looked like geniuses for not wasting I, a pit stop going inner to inter. I loved Vettel's strategy. Yeah, throw the dice, go for it. I mean, yes, if you're not one, two in either the race or the standings, mix it up, try something cool. Well, I think that's 
that's the main point. I mean, yeah, if you're not one, two, we care a little less about those, those moves, but if you're one, two, it was a huge deal for Mercedes. And I think because Hamilton faced the same choice, does he stay out there and go all the way to the end on those tires or does he come in and risk that window where the intermediary or the intermediary wets kind of grain up or kind of the speed falls off and they're really at risk of losing spots. So not only did he lose two spots hitting, but then he was in danger of Gasly and um, I forget who was right behind him or passing him. Um, and I think Toto's point at the very end was like, it's, it's a risk calculation and we'd rather be conservative and not have the tar- tires fall off a cliff at the end, even if we lose two spots, because we're looking at the championship overall, not this one race. Yeah. And you can't argue it, with that really. It was a good balance of being conservative and not going all the way to the end, but also being aggressive, staying out there, doing a long first stint, seeing what happens. Maybe there's a safety car, maybe it drives up and you go to slicks. It was aggressive in that respect that they stayed out hoping for some lady luck but this is this is the downside to letting hamilton override the radio as the driver their computers have more advanced calculations than hamilton's gut feel about tires which is helpful in some regard but again at the end looking back on it toto was like oh we should have pitted early with everybody else and then we would have been fighting for third place just on speed, which they had over everybody. So it was a mistake Agreed. over all, all of it. But I think that Hamilton, because uh, of the pressure he's under, is making – he's not trusting his team enough. His comments post-race were – they're a little upsetting. You know, he was just going after the team. And uh, you don't – you don't do that in F1. What, Stick by can your you, team. When, can you summarize what he said? Uh, basically, he should have trusted his gut. He doesn't know why they told him to do that. And uh, the only thing he was upset about was not trusting his gut. He actually posted on Instagram saying people were taking his words the wrong way and he did not mean to throw his team under the bus. <laughs> I mean, I, I'll find the clip and we can play it live on the pod here. I'll, I'll pull it up. Mechanic is going to leave a spanner in his engine if he's not careful. I mean, do you have the clip, John? We'll splice it in here. Uh, yeah, yeah, I got the I got the clip. I think I uh, let me share my screen here, and I should be able to share my audio. Just pulling it up. Don't forget to optimize for video. I see it. I see your screen. Hold on. Oh, this is the first time we're doing this. This is a big step for us. This is huge. I've never, hey, I have right? not, built in I have not seen this. Let me know if you. Let me know if you get it. Uh, Lewis, not to be for you today, but starting P11, finishing P5, and, and gambling with that strategy to potentially try the slicks immediate, like Esteban Ocon did, like Charles Leclerc was potentially doing. How do you reflect on it all now? I mean, I've only just got out of the car, so uh, I don't have all the information. I feel like I should have stayed out. My gut feeling was to stay, and I should—I feel that's what I should have done. So frustrated in myself for not following my gut, um, but I work as a team, so did the best I could with the advice I was getting. And a word on Valtteri Bottas, your teammate as well, who took the win. 
Yeah, good, good job. Great job. Yeah, and thanks. of course, uh, Max Verstappen has taken the lead back in that championship battle too. A word yeah, on that. Yeah, we lost a few points today, so um, that, that's the last lap. <laughs> I mean, when he says, I did the best I did with the information I was given, that's not being a team player. Come on. Let's be honest here. That's a tough situation. The interview right straight out of the car. That was, that was fairly diplomatic for having just been out of the car. He says, look, I don't have all the information. I, I mean, yeah, you're but, right. He, should, he shouldn't have said that, but come on. I mean, listen, he's, he's saying on Instagram that people are taking his words out of context. We just saw the whole clip. Yeah, he I was, think, I mean, he, it, yes, he was blaming his team. He said if he had just trusted his gut and if he had better info, yes, he's absolutely blaming. And I, I think what it would be better for these athletes is to just say, yeah, I was, you know, I was obviously frustrated right after the event and the team was doing the best they could with their information. And I was, and I was doing the best I could with my information. You know what I mean? It's we like, all have information. <laughs> yes, we all have finite information. We're doing the best we can. But he was, yes, he was, he was throwing his team under the bus. On you cannot deny that. Can, um, okay, can I? I would like to propose a discussion topic here that I heard on another podcast. I, am I free to bring this up? Yes. Do we have to worry about any copyright or plagiarism? No, I thought okay. I thought it was a very interesting take that I would like uh, us to discuss here. So. One driver, ex-driver, who uh, is featured on another podcast, said he thinks Red Bull and Max are probably very disappointed about this race weekend because Botas just owned them, more or less. Yes, Max is, has a nice lead right now. Not huge, but better than a deficit. However, he, there is no competition with Botas all weekend or mercedes for that matter all weekend and that was his take i would like to hear some opinions on that i tend okay. to agree for what it's worth i vehemently disagree this guy's a hot take artist i don't know who this is y yes is red bull upset that they didn't have the pace of course but they have to be happy with how it played out given the circumstances should they be working extra hard to make sure they're not going to have that disadvantage deficit in future races yes maybe that's a future concern but as that weekend played out it was nearly best case scenario for red bull you think that struggles in turkey com compared to mercedes does that translate to like if you were to say the rest of the tracks we have for the rest of the year if things played out the same way where will they end up because if they I'm, I'm guessing they can do that math and they will figure out where they're they're going to end much like you like to talk about support levels in the market, yes. I like to look at trends over a four-race period. And Mercedes is trending up relative to Red Bull. So I think there are going to be some outliers. Like Red Bull has traditionally done better at running uh, in Mexico where there's low downforce because of the elevation. But I expect Mercedes to do well at the other races like Coda, uh, Brazil. Red Bull has dominated yeah. Brazil the last yeah. couple of Marina. years, just for the record. 
we'll see about that. But okay, so that's my that's what I have. So to that's say. so that's two. Okay, so that's like Rob and I are in agreement, and you guys are wait. But the th there's side. two separate arguments to be made here. Are you <clears throat> unhappy with how Turkey played out versus are you concerned about the future races? Those are two separate topics. But they might be unhappy because they see the future. I don't Patriots think so. Win and it, Tom Brady rips his knee in part. Are we happy? <laughs> well, it, it, currency, I mean, am, Tom I, Brady am I happy with the win? Currency. Yes. <laughs> are we happy? But in the post-race interview, both Toto and Christian, they're playing a little coy, but they say, yeah, some tracks remaining favor us. Some are, some are Red Bull, some are Mercedes. The the difference I think in each car is very small. Where we're talking race by race adjustments. I mean, they talked all weekend about Mercedes running this extremely high downforce car this weekend. Um, yeah, it could all change next weekend. What's what's next? Agreed. You Coda Austin. Oh boy, Coda. I do. I like what Red Bull is saying. They're like. We don't care about the constructors championship. We're wow. only going for driver. That's because it's out of that. touch. That's because it's out of reach. I mean, well, I, I think that's a stupid thing I, to say, but it's out of reach for them. Really? I mean, I mean, let's let's be real here. Nobody cares yeah. about constructors. You're judged by no. your driver money. championships. The money matters. I mean, it's. I would not say they it's don't need money. money. I'm sure their bosses want the money. You think that's out of reach? One one bad race for Mercedes and a one two for Red Bull. They're right back okay. in. Which which way do you guys want it? Mercedes going to dominate the rest of the season, <laughs> or the constructors' championship is a dead heat? What? I'm saying. Why am I? I'm why why are those my voices? I'm not sure why those are my voices. Stop the popping. <laughs> I think feel like nursery is getting getting to them here. To be honest, one one person who shall not be identified. Last year, thought that the constructors' final standings were a little bit wrapped up, and then we had a wild finish with the end <laughs> of the season involving, I think it was Renault and McLaren. So crazy things happen at the end of the season. I hope that person learned a lesson from last year. I don't. I honestly don't remember who who you're referring to, but I, I don't think it was me. I'm going to eliminate myself from that. I, it was not me either. I, I'll eliminate myself. As I, well. I'm going to say it was Charlie. I mean, let's look, go to the records. I'm going to say I, I don't think it was me either. <laughs> it was me. <laughs> okay. Uh, fact check Charlie on Interlagos 2014, 15, 16, and 18 for Mercedes. I know that's kind of getting old, but, you know, 17 was Ferrari. And 18 was Red Bull, didn't get run. I mean, 19 was Red Bull, didn't get run into 20. So I think the last and, win was Red Bull, but I think I'd like what, to still call this. And what about 2018? What were the, what were the, what was two or three? That's a good uh, fact check, though. Because you want 2018? If I just taken Charlie's word, I would have thought the last three years were Red Bull. Oh, it was. Hamilton for stopping Raikkonen. Raikkonen, last okay, so Ferrari. Huh. Okay, yeah. Oh yeah. Right, who wants? Who wants to let us a little scratch down? Who wants to Brazil? I'll take Red Bull. 
<laughs> who wants Mercedes? <laughs> you mean who you, are you saying who finishes first? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. You guys all think Mercedes is great. I'll take it. I'll take it. I okay. first reckon, I don't I, know I respect history. you for taking that. These other two? Nope. I would like to just I remind I didn't know the Interlagos history. <laughs> In twenty eighteen. <laughs> For stopping, hit Ocon, and then <laughs> attacked him afterwards. Oh, that is man. who we're dealing with. That was, big time, that was a big time moment in history. That what was a little baby. God, I would say that was a real. That was an important moment for Max. I would say turning point. Yeah, I not think a, looked, not a good looked, one, but he looked back on that and said, "I don't, I don't know who I see in the mirror." And, and he got community team. service so, for that. But for Eight? the record, wait, what year was that? 18. Eight, 18. So that was the year that Verstappen should have won, which is further evidence to my point. Red Bull has dominated. He you was, a, he was, he got, he, Ocon uh, hit him point. in a blue flag. Yeah. yeah. It wasn't a blue flag. You're allowed to unlock yourself. <laughs> okay. But my point was <laughs> Red Bull was dominating that race. Okay. Thank you. Case closed. Guys, I remember, I remember now why I did not join you at the first Montreal Grand Prix. Why? <laughs> do, you, do you remember where I was? Getting I married. was in Boston. This is the time where Carolyn persuaded me to run a half marathon with her. Uh, and then, oh, and then didn't as we were training, she planned a family vacation with her parents to Ireland and left me to run by myself. It was the same weekend. <laughs> oh, that's so sure I, I missed the first Montreal so I could run a really hard half marathon by myself. So I, I thought of that today. I wanted to share. I just can't believe you guys are gaslighting me on this Red Bull domination of Interlagos. <laughs> Don't use gas. <laughs> I have another discussion topic I'd like to bring up before okay. we, we lose sight of it. Yeah. Uh, during the race, we have uh, a signal chat going on and some people watch it live. Some people don't. Rob got quite worked up about what happened to Fernando Alonso. He got a little tap on his wheel. I'm going to call this a racing incident. I think it's very unfair. The penalties Gasly got for this. It was three wide. And he clipped Alonzo a little bit. He gets points on his license and a five-second penalty. I think it was uh, malarkey, to be honest. And Rob thought Gasly should be kicked out of racing, more or less. I'd like us to discuss this incident. That was an instant reaction. I was hot under the collar, still in the cockpit. <laughs> I think the penalty was fair, you know, in the light of day. Rob's been throwing out a lot of ban for life. Ban for <laughs> a lot of those penalties Rob would hand out, mostly to Max and anyone who wronged Alonzo, <laughs> which is fair. Uh, I don't think it was a, I mean, I know you're hot on the color. I don't think that was a just penalty. I agree with John that I don't, I don't understand what they wanted Gasly to do differently. I, he had room yeah. on the inside. He just drifted wide and, Pushed Alonzo off. There, per, Perez is overlapping Perez. the back of his car. He's not side by side, but he can't go without crashing Perez. Yeah, if Perez. He had, so which if which one had, do you want? If he had given the room that he was required to under the rules, that would have forced Perez to to turn in more. Also, there's room. We see this exact thing every weekend. Yeah. And rarely are these five seconds and points on this license handed out. I mean, it's ridiculous. 
what's going on here? There's there's something we're not privy to. Points on the license. That was weird. Yeah. Five I'm seconds. no racing expert, but I agree. It's very hard to determine as a casual washer, like when these penalties are coming and when it's a racing incident. It's nearly impossible to figure out. And that's, I think that's a bad sign for Formula One. I agree. Well, I also don't think that uh, lay viewers like the three of you need to understand. There we go. <laughs> in the heat of the moment, like the stewards yeah. have access to all sorts of data you don't. yeah we so we know the stewards react to who shouts the loudest and who gets who who walks over to the the stewards corner the quickest toto it's it's almost example. always if you like if you listen to the announcers it's like always 50 50 on should they get penalized or not i yeah. feel like that kind of says a lot like these guys I, you know, I don't consider myself a lay work watcher, like Rob just categorized me, which is insulting. <laughs> but I would have to assume that you think the announcers are somewhat professional and they almost always get it wrong half the time. So it's troubling. It's very troubling. Well, yeah. <clears throat> Look, it's not, it's a human judgment call. There's always going to be a room for different interpretations. And that's what, uh, Falls and strikes. It's a good part of the sport. So, you know, would be cool. I'm looking at this F1 website here. I'll share my screen again. Maybe, maybe a little pod topic is, you know, we each week one person takes one of these Hall of Fame legends and does a little quick bio. You know, some highlights. I think give people a little history lesson. Could be fun. Okay, I like that. I like that a lot too. Huh. Can't wait to get James Hunt, that playboy. <laughs> okay, I'll pick one. You don't have to do it now. We'll prep it for the next time. Yeah. Please do, so, the, do it justice. Don't don't half-ass it. Please. These are Hall I guess we talked about. We talked about Red Bull. I think it still was a good weekend for them. Um, but I I would like to apologize partially, not. A full apology, a partial apology to Checo. I really laid into him on the last pod saying he just wasn't cutting it. He showed his chops this weekend. That fight with Hamilton was awesome to watch and really important for Red Bull. So half apology for Checo, full apology if he keeps it up. Uh, that was that was, was good. Finally, I Botas had a dominant weekend, so I have to give him the tip of the cap for the, the secondary battle um, on the constructors championship, but Perez looked like he's finally settling in a little bit more on that, that car. It's a good weekend for him. Looking okay. forward, do we see this illustrious pod going to Miami, Austin, or Montreal in 2022? And when do tickets go on sale generally? When they announce when they announce the <clears throat> schedule officially, calendar. yeah, I I think I am very likely going to Miami because I can wow. parlay that into just a, a family vacation. I would also like to go to Montreal. I think I could swing both. Me, Jamie. Liz asked me if we ever like consider going to Austin, and I just don't have a desire to go to that Grand Prix. I'd rather go to Montreal. Me too. To be honest, there's there's um there there's a romance about going to a different city, watching at a French city, you know, 
Agreed. F1 race. I would I also consider Miami, though. It's expensive. I would consider Miami. Yeah. Well, there's free housing. It would, just, it would cost the flights. Those are expensive. For all of us? Gratis? Yes. Free turtle run? Yeah, exactly. Take it easy. <laughs> Even Rob? Uh, yes. Yes, it would be a squeeze, but we could support four. Where, How close where is are the they? Track? Do we know? What? Yeah. Where is the track? In it's at the Hard Rock um Oh. At the Hard Rock Stadium. Oh, wow. The, oh, like the right Dolphins and the Hurricane Stadium. Don Shula oh. Drive? Yes. Yeah, I don't I don't know about how that's going to be. So I know that obviously it's not football season. What is it, a May race? Yeah. But uh, how are they going to make it better than just a parking lot? I hope there's some elevation in it. I just really... Don't want to see it. I'm going to go ahead and course. tell you there's going to be very little elevation. Where is this? I'm well, looking Florida. At... It's flat. <clears throat> Quite flat. Mm-hmm. And where? where's um, your family? Coconut Grove? Yes. Is that where they are? Where's the a, course? Oh, wait, we, can, we can take a bus. We can take the monorail to downtown. Hmm. I'd love to take hey, a monorail. Okay, let's, let's take this off the pod. We'll discuss. I'm, I'm looking at the map. I just don't see where this course is, but... When is that yeah, race? Do we know? If you look at it on on uh, satellite, it's hard to imagine it. <laughs> yes. But if you go on their website, they have it all planned out. Oh, okay, I'll check that out. May eighth, Becky's birthday is the next day, so we could really. Oh. This would be good timing. So we can all go, but maybe not. Maybe, can I, maybe I could parlay that into a anniversary type. Yeah, yeah. Heck, maybe, maybe Becky and I will take the Amtrak down. What a trip of a lifetime. Yeah, right. Oh. <laughs> oh. No, thank you. <laughs> Sleeper car. Well, that'd be fun. <sighs> it would be. Yeah, fun. we could do it for new life updates. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's good to go. I went first last time. Let's hear from someone else. Um, I'll go. What did I do? Not been too long since we podcasted. Um, so last weekend, Becky left for Long Island for a weekend with her mom and sister, and I painted the porch. I painted the wood, the old wood on the new porch. Um, I found out I was painting with interior paint that lost three hours of work. So that's a real, that's a real downer. Um, I say I went on some trail runs and then Sunday night I biked out to Newton, had dinner and then watched the marathon on Monday, which was such delight. It's hard not to be inspired by the the Boston marathon. Um, yeah, that's, that's really it. Those are my updates. Not much else. Oh, I'm starting to I'll I'm starting go. to move around furniture. The nursery is really coming together oh, for those. Yeah, yeah. We got to get into your nurse. Is that a separate topic? Yes. Yeah. Oh, that's a separate topic. No. All right. We'll come back to that. I'll go because uh, I don't have too much here. Uh, big weekend for Connor. I took him for his first official bike ride. Liz finally allowed Ooh, me nice. to do that. He seemed to really enjoy it. Um, and then I took him on the tee downtown and then we walked along the esplanade and through the park and then we came home so quite quite uh jam-packed weekend with connor boy saw my sister 
uh, my eldest sister, Elizabeth, on Sunday. She was in town. So that was very nice. And otherwise, I think that's about it. Uh, yeah, I had, had some nice beverages after work Friday. Uh, a couple people on the pod came over. Friend of the pod, uh, LVL, came over. So that was nice. But uh, yeah, otherwise, pretty low-key. Oh, and LVL actually babysat for us Saturday night. So thank you. Thank you to her. Shout out. Very nice. Do you, do you pay her? We got her a Uber Eats like a gift card thing because like, we assumed she'd be ordering food uh, to our house. Did she use it? I don't know. I Maybe, maybe not. We didn't, it wasn't like a, hey, what's your hourly rate type thing. We, <laughs> not that. Fair, fair enough. I think, yeah, it's a, it's a nice gesture by her. Hat tip. Yes, very much. Um, I can go. Let's see. This weekend, obviously, I also went to John's after work on Friday for some drinks. Um, swim lessons. We had swim lessons again on Saturday. I would say I think um, <laughs> swim lessons are going well. However, Emmett is not. He just doesn't kick. He has not a kick because he just flops into the water and and sinks like a stone. But um, we'll get over that. That was fun. Not much else going on. I did. Yes, yeah, so I'll. We Carol and I hosted my sister and her friend Ashley for dinner. That was, that was a good time. And then I actually had off for indigenous people's day. So I headed down, convinced Carolyn to take the day off. We headed downtown, walked along the, um, the Comab mall and then watched the elite runners come through, which was, as Charlie said, inspiring. I and mean, there's amazing athletes. So it was cool. And then that was it. Went to the children's museum. You never Great place. Go ahead. You never met up with Rob for the marathon? No, I wanted to get all the way out there, but um, the time we left Dorchester, it would have been, actually, let me tell you this story. So we got downtown, got off at Charles MGH. We wanted to get breakfast somewhere, stopped in Paramount, got seated right away. No one came over to take our order. I'm like, well, if we need to get down to Hereford and... Com Ave is going to be really tight. We're going to miss the elite runner. So we just got up and left. Popped into this. Wait, Par- Paramount is where you just go to the counter. You don't no, get an order, not, not during COVID. You don't go to the counter. You sit down and take an order. I thought that. And I was like, oh, this is perfect. We'll just. Maybe you do if you didn't get served. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I'll say this. No one was at the counter. Went to the next place. Uh, walk-up place. It looked like they had no idea how to take orders. Walked out, no food. All the people watching had all types of food. They had Tate, they had Dunkin' Donuts. I'm looking at these guys. They've got these amazing breakfast sandwiches. I'm just steaming. Why didn't you go to Tate? It's right there in Beacon Hill. Order on your phone, you pick it so, up. So It was so crowded, so crowded. Anyway, we, we walked down there, had a lovely walk, uh, watched the race for a, a while. Great, great observation point. And then um, walked through downtown. The bike infrastructure is just incredible, what they've done down there. Can't say enough about mm-hmm. the bike infrastructure downtown. So that was it. Good good weekend. Um, all right, update from me. First half of the weekend, we went to Maine to shut down that house for the season. TG, 
there's no more running water. We can't go back there. Um, <laughs> then Monday was a very inspirational day, as Charlie said, watching the runners. Um, I, as a result of being inspired, am going to try to have a running renaissance. And I ordered a cool sun hat today that has the flap hangs down over your neck to prevent, to prevent you from getting sunburned. And I am going to do a group run at Heartbreak Hill Running Company Newton on Saturday morning. We'll see. Please don't wear that hat the first time you show up. Um, yeah, you judge somebody, you judge a runner by their speed, not by their head wear. Anyway, it's not that funny right you're now. You're joining that running club. I'm going to go on a run with them and see if they're cool enough, and then I might join it. I don't. I, you have to pay to join. It's like a training. Thing. I oh, just want really? to run with other people. Okay. And uh, then there is a very Boston Marathon story I would like to share with our listeners. Um, my three-year-old son Lee was standing at the course with holding out his hand. We, we were all kind of, I don't know, 10, 15 feet behind him. Uh, and a runner came up and gave him a high five, then stopped, then said, are you going to run this race one day? And Lee, I don't even know if he said yes, but he may have said yes. And he, then the runner said, okay, I'm going to give you something. And when you run this race, you give this to a little boy on the course. And he pulled out from his fanny pack a silver dollar from 1896, the first year that the Boston Marathon was run, and gave it to Lee. Incredible. 125-year-old coin. Chills. And now Lee has to How run much? a marathon in his lifetime. And then find a little boy to hand it off to. So I quickly... Not a little girl? Took the coin. Well, the mission, the mission, should he accept it, and he did, was to give it to a little boy. So... Um, Hmm. We may not have genders by the time Lee gets around to running the marathon, so let's not dwell on that issue. I had a slightly different recollection recollection of the story. All right, please. I think he asked Lee if he's going to be a runner one day. I don't think he committed Lee to the Boston Marathon. I thought he said, are you going to be a runner? And then, oh, when you hmm. run, you hand this to some little boy someday. I mean, let's commit Lee to the Boston Marathon. <laughs> so Great. when Lee goes for some random podunk <laughs> run, yeah. he's just like, hey, kid, come here. The spirit of the passing the coin was to get the younger generation into running, not to be marathoners. It, I think it's got marathon written all over it. Yeah. Same year, I mean, it the should first be a marathon. Special occasion. It's a Boston yeah. Marathon coin. Yeah, okay, That's a good point. Okay, fine. You can't give okay. that coin at the Harpoon Five Miler. <laughs> Lee, I tried. I'm sorry. You're in it for the yeah, There's some drunk three-year-old. Here, kid. <laughs> I mean, this coin's going to be lost in three months, no, right? No. I wrote up the story on a nice piece of crane stationery and then wrapped the coin in cotton to keep it from tarnishing as much. And then now it's in a safe. I can't I can't share the location of this, but we're not just letting this like fall into Lee's toy van and never be seen again. What's the uh, street value on this coin? Yeah, maybe put that in the five twenty nine. I bet it's I bet it's substantial. It, it appears to be a silver coin. Now, I didn't bite it 
or scratch it to see if it's solid. So you, it's it's considered a one dollar, but one dollar in eighteen ninety six was a lot. Let's look it up. It's milk chocolate. <laughs> it it says the marathon on the coin. No, but the mint year is eighteen ninety six, which is the first year the Boston Marathon was run. I got it. I think it started in Ashland back then. I mean, you, yeah, I mean, you can get some money. It's not, it wouldn't be worth selling it and lying to Lee about it. The story is worth it. more, I think. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great story, Rob. Yeah, it is good. All right. So let's go back to Charlie's nursery. I, we know, yeah. I noticed Charlie that you're in a new location. What's the reason for that? Yes. We're slowly moving desks out of the, the upstairs from the future nursery. Okay. So is that a shift in strategy than we previously heard on this pod? Weren't we going to keep a desk up there? Yeah, that is correct. That was the original plan. Plans have changed. So plans okay. changed post Becky's trip to Long Island. Is that also correct? It appears that way. <laughs> okay. Um, good. Great. What's the, what's the latest on the hand-me-down glider? Are we going to find a path? It's in, it's in my that? possession. And, uh, oh, wonderful. We're going to get it reupholstered. Great, great. Are there um, stains on it? No, it just doesn't fit the decor. Oh, yes, I've been and where are we with the artwork? We're going with the photos? Yeah, the, the photos have been ordered. Yep. Nice. That was a little look. Where I'm, really pushing, I'm really pushing for some artwork of my own work, uh, painting I did when I was in mid uh, elementary school that was showed at the chestnut hill mall way back when i have that i'm i'm pushing for that to be put up on the walls it's a lovely no, nature scene really that's that's very interesting i actually i once had a, a drawing myself um at the first constitution bank of a polar bear so, really yeah, good. let's get that let's put that up in your house yeah i gotta find that one first place um for, for what that's worth probably worth more than that coin. Probably, it's probably worth it's worth something <laughs> You guys are getting a lot of chairs reupholstered right now. That's correct. I'm getting one chair reupholstered. Two. Tries getting two, three chairs between the two of you at one time. That's a fair amount. I've never gotten a chair reupholstered. <laughs> they don't make furniture like they used to. Also, if you care about the earth, you'll try and fix things instead of just buying something new from Wayfair. Mm, right? That's, oh, a, great, that's a good spin oh, job. Wow. Oh, really? Wow. You just got owned. Who, whose family comes to my family to buy Wayfair stuff? Uh, How about that? Not, guys, that's, I feel sick about it every time is, I do. This is ugly. This is ugly. <laughs> Well, I've got to take a shot at me like that. It's, it's really <laughs> fun to get it reupholstered. It's expensive. Though. Oh, man. Very. It is, but furniture is expensive. It is. So a uh, question for you guys. Um, just a, taking a poll. For Thanksgiving dinner, what do you guys have? What will you have this year for Thanksgiving dinner? Everything. So really? I'll, I'll, answer answer for the, I'll answer for Rob and I because it's a... Uh, I'm doing our typical year because now we alternate with families, but our typical year is you want the full rundown of the menu? Yes. Turkey. Drop, correct me if I'm wrong. You want dessert too? Does no, that's okay. Turkey, gravy, cranberry. There's usually a sweet potato with um, marshmallows, which I'm not into. There's a green bean. There's a Brussels sprouts. Did I say stuffing? 
No. There's two no. types of stuffing. There's corn. Okay. Like sweet corn. And Perfect. yeah, many gravy. What I, I think that's r- roughly it. Oh, mashed potatoes. Classic. And that's potatoes. like every year. That's that's pretty standard. That's, it's right? pretty standard. Yeah. Would you be? Do you think you'd be upset if it was not that? It's not quite the same. Yes, I like right, that okay. collection. There could be some change. Some variation is good, but like what, you're like, what would you be okay with changing? The marshmallows. Get rid of those marshmallows. I think you have to have a turkey. I don't think you can be like, oh, ham for Thanksgiving. Thank you. So that's a perfect segue. So, at, so here, here I am sitting down to dinner, about to enjoy some nice leftover pasta with chicken. Great. And Carolyn goes, "Oh, and by the way, Andrew, um, this year we're going with um, a a beef tenderloin for Thanksgiving." <laughs> I, this is literally. I, I could not speak. I said, "What? What do you mean a beef tenderloin?" I, and she I goes, don't really yeah, like, like turkey that much, if I'm being totally honest. Immediately, <laughs> That's not the point. That is not the point. <laughs> immediately, you should have looked around for a camera because it sounds <laughs> like you were being punked. I, I, I could not believe it. I said, so, okay, so Andrew, you, take away the, you take away the turkey. This this all started in June. The they bread. basically had a, a, um, a makeup Thanksgiving where they cooked a beef tenderloin. And Anne made an offhanded comment saying, oh, that was really tasty. Maybe let's do that at Thanksgiving. Fast forward, and she's actually going to she's actually going to do it. So I said, OK, may, so that, may I make a suggestion? Yes, please. You cook dinner Wednesday night. You oh. make a turkey. For the entire crew? No, you haven't met these women. Yet. <laughs> I'm not cooking for them. I once got I said one year they weren't going to have bread uh, or any rolls. No rolls. <laughs> and i made i was like that's, that's weird like i can't believe we're not having any rolls they make fun of me to this day saying look at andrew just loves bread bread lover like this is thanksgiving so now you take away the turkey you are a you bread lover pair, what are you gonna pair with that you can't have stuffing with a beef tenderloin the gravy's gone the sweet potatoes are gone cranberries are gone i wouldn't go you could have a different type of gravy Here, with the beef. When, when they say you're a bread lover, call them a beef lover. I mean, you got to fire fire with fire. I'm going to make an impossible burger and just eat it by myself. Is anyway, you know, so, I, you know, it's really not about the food Thanksgiving. A, so a, maybe just yeah. marinate on that. Good. <laughs> I, I would. I would do a uh, heritage bird. Okay, I'll do a heritage bird. I actually started reading the new book club about um, the opening chapter for uh, what is it, what is it, Anthony Bourdain book. There's a little bird they eat. Maybe I'll look into getting one of those. Andrew, what you should do <laughs> is just like plop down one of those like Boston market trays yes, of food. Rotisseries. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I got my meal and just like <laughs> eat it out of the plastic container. Well, I'm glad that. I, I just wanted to get a temperature check on that because I was I was stunned. Anyway. Well, let me guess Merlot only for wine? I don't I don't know. Hopefully not one of those Probably. Pinot Noirs you love. Listen, you can't sure. drink a super Tuscan right. at every meal. You cannot drink a super Tuscan at every meal. That's a fact. Listen, <laughs> I love a Tuscan wine. Come on. We're this is, we're, we've gotten way off topic. Yeah. All right. Uh, the next race is <laughs> Austin. Austin. 
Yeah, we've been over that one. Coming up in two Toda. weeks. We have a two week break here. I would love to get a great. We didn't do it for the Hungary Grand Prix, Hungarian Grand Prix, but I would love to get a race race watch where we have some barbecue for Austin. How great would that be? Surely you have a barbecue. Let's do it. Yeah. All right. Um, fine. I'll host it. Cornbread thank, barbecue. Thank you. Color greens, turkey. No, my house. We're all gonna be. We all. There are all sorts of conflicts that weekend. Push it to the. Push it. Push it. Brazil. What? Push it. Well, I have zero conflicts. Brazilian barbecue. So Halloween no. weekend? Yeah. Oh, the 24th. Yeah. You said you wouldn't come on the, the, the trip because you couldn't. You. Probably your anniversary, so you have to be around at night, but you can be free in the morning. Oh, yeah, anniversary. That, that, the 23rd, 24th, that's a different weekend than Halloween. Okay. You're right, I can't do that. Right. Anyway, uh, okay. I think Brazil, we could all commit to that. Get that Brazilian on the calendar. Barbecue. Brazilian barbecue. Yeah, we all have the little, uh, you know, coins. coins. Oh, there. yeah, the flip. The, the, yeah. Are they and, called steakhouses? Brazilian steakhouses? And then Charlie feeds us meat until we're, we can't eat anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Mystery meat. Tenderloin. I looked up the uh, Miami circuit. Now I understand how they're building it. That was, that was helpful. All right. Oh, good All right. pod, guys. Good pod. When's that Scott coming up? Tomorrow? Friday? The what? Scott Strong. Is he coming up? Oh, Friday. He said late Friday. I gotta go. Bye. All right. All right.